Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. This week we are focusing on John chapter 3 and we have so much to talk about in the next three days so I'm going to just jump right in with a quote from Charles Spurgeon and here it is. It says, if we were asked to read to a dying man who did not know the gospel, we should probably select this chapter, John 3, as the most suitable one for such an occasion. And what is good for dying men is good for us all. And that is what we are. And how soon we may actually be at the gates of death, none of us can tell. So in the very, very first verses of John chapter 3, we meet a man named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. And he's got a lot of questions for Jesus. But a little backstory on Nicodemus is he was a a member of the religious clergy. He was a Pharisee. He was a member of the ruling Sanhedrin. His name was Nicodemus, which is Greek, which implies he was also educated. He was an influential ruler. And he also, oddly enough, came to Jesus at night, which means one of two things. He either wanted to catch him when the the mobs and the crowds weren't all around Jesus, or he was doing it because he was maybe afraid of other people seeing him. And and the scripture isn't clear on which one, but we do know that he came to Jesus at night and, and he he flatters him saying, we know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And right off the bat, Jesus says to him, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So right now I know a handful of you are wondering, is this going to be some kind of weird Bible banger, born again kind of sessions. And I want to be really clear about what born again means. And so we are going to jump right into what it does mean. Um, So Nicodemus's perspective would have been because he was um, Jewish, a descendant from Abraham, he was automatically assured of heaven. And even though at that time, most of the Jews were looking for a Messiah to bring in a new covenant, they figured that their salvation was already assured. So knowing that, Nicodemus did address Jesus as rabbi or teacher, which shows some deference, shows that Jesus knew some things that Nicodemus was really curious about. But for Jesus to say to Nicodemus, without being born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven, would be very perplexing. And the ancient Greek word for again would be translated as from above. So um, unless you are born from above, hmm, which is very interesting. What exactly did Jesus mean by that? What kind of rebirth is Jesus talking about? Well, he's talking about something you can't do for yourself. So for example, if Jesus would have said, if you are washed, until you are washed, you cannot see the kingdom of God then you could think, well, I could wash myself. I can earn my salvation into heaven. A man might wash himself, but he can never birth himself. 
So this is Jesus talking about something you can't do for yourself. And over 10 times throughout the New Testament, the idea, this thought of rebirth, recreation occurs from 1 Peter to James to Titus to Romans to Corinthians to Ephesians to Hebrews over and over and over. And so Nicodemus is wondering, well, how can this be? How can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And he's not, he's not being flippant or he's not even being ignorant. He literally is asking him, how can you teach an old dog new tricks? Right? So one way or another, Nicodemus just clearly did not understand Jesus or this truth about a new birth. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was Jewish. Because if Jesus would have said to him, every Gentile must be born again, Nicodemus must might have actually understood that. But he thought that, that he didn't need any kind of spiritual transformation. He was only looking for a triumphant Messiah. And yet, Jesus said, most assuredly, you, Nicodemus, must be born again. He was emphatic in saying that a man does not need reformation, but instead a radical conversion. We must be born of water and of the Spirit. So think of it this way. Here's a different analogy. If a nation passed a law that said no one could live there except for those who were born in that nation, and someone wanted to live there who was not born there, it wouldn't matter if he took a name that was common in that nation. It wouldn't matter if he spoke the language. It wouldn't matter if he observed the customs. It wouldn't matter if he dressed correctly. It wouldn't matter if he practiced the right religious traditions. It wouldn't matter if his parents were born in that nation or even if his children were born in that nation or if he had friends in that nation. All that would matter is that he was born there. You must be born of water and of the Spirit. Now, some people think that born of water refers to our actual physical birth. We're born out of a sack of water. Other people think it means to be baptized. Um, other people think it means to be born in the word of God. There are lots of different ways to interpret this. But what Jesus is saying is you must be a follower of Jesus's and accept his grace for your salvation this is not something that you can do for yourself. You cannot birth yourself. And he told Nicodemus, don't marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And yet Nicodemus did marvel at this. Why? Because he, like most Jews of his time, believed he already had the inner transformation promised by the new covenant. Jesus wants to take him to take a hold of the fact that he does not have it and what must be born again. Now don't forget who Jesus is talking to. Nicodemus was a religious leader. He was a Pharisee. He was educated. He was earnest. By all outward appearances, he was already transformed unto God, and yet he was not. And what does he say next to Nicodemus? The wind blows where it wishes. So Jesus's idea to Nicodemus was, you don't understand everything about the wind but you can see its effects. And this is just how it is with the birth of the Spirit. Jesus wanted Nicodemus to know he didn't have to understand everything about new birth before he experienced it. Since we cannot control the Spirit, it should lead us to be very tender in our conduct 
towards the Holy Spirit so that we do not grieve him and cause him to depart from us. Because remember, the Holy Spirit has not yet been gifted to the New Testament people. That doesn't come until after Jesus leaves. And if you remember in the Old Testament, it was King David who said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. He was talking to God because the Holy Spirit could be gifted and taken away as the just like how the wind ebbs and flows and shifts. And so this is a very, very interesting and perplexing situation that Jesus has placed upon Nicodemus. You think that you've already got this all in the bag. You're a religious person doing all the right things. And yet there is one thing keeping you from seeing the kingdom of God, your final salvation, and that would be his belief and his trust in Jesus Christ the Savior. We will pick up tomorrow with one of the most famous verses in all of the New Testament. Join me tomorrow. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five, and you can connect with me there.